0: Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence As clients confront a multitude of financial decisions, listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Good morning, Peter. How are you doing? I'm doing
2: great, Eric. It feels like spring is finally here in New England. where It's uh, just perfect, perfect weather.
1: Awesome. I, I, I've I've seen so many people out and about just walking, riding bicycles, walking dogs, just taking advantage of nice warm weather, fresh air. Again, you know, this is, we're halfway through almost, almost halfway through 2021. And, and I think people are really feeling more comfortable, you know, just being outside and being around other people.
2: Oh, definitely. I, I took a, a two hour walk in the woods yesterday and I didn't see a lot of people, but w- when I did see people they you know there was that feeling of yeah. freedom free at last
1: smiling and happy yeah exactly yeah, yeah. right. i
2: could see the smiles yeah
1: absolutely and you know and i know that you and i live in different parts of the country and actually for the audience if you don't know peter and i've never met in person but i really feel like i've gotten to know you you know pretty well through these last couple of years you've taught me a ton and my sense personally is that you and i have way more in common than we don't have in common right especially you're you're super optimistic And you're a people person and you have a lot of interest in people. That's why obviously you do this podcast is to educate people. And I'm I'm really interested because today's topic is the five biggest financial planning mistakes during COVID. You sent me that note saying that's what we're going to talk about. But that sounds kind of negative. What's up with that?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, th- thanks for calling me out on, on that uh, topic. <laughs> no problem. Uh,
1: That's what I'm here for. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so, so my ob- objective is, is to use these mistakes that 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 I've I've seen, mm-hmm. and uh, as teaching tools to to really help our listeners just enhance their chances of success. You know, it, it, you know, it's it's my goal today is to turn those negative mistake feelings into, into positive outcomes Mm -hmm. Uh, and really to help people meet their objectives, you know, be, be good stewards of wealth and to help families and communities. And so, you know, think about this topic as a hook that's, that hopefully can get our listeners' attentions.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope so.
2: Yeah. I hope so too. So, so I want to stress that while these mistakes have, have certainly happened over over the last 14 or 15 months, I, I really think of them as evergreen mistakes. You mm-hmm. know, they, they just keep on happening. They, they, they just, people have, they're, we're all human beings. So, yeah. uh, this is even after this podcast and even after people listen, they're gonna still have the same feelings and, and concerns um, mm-hmm. diff- at different times. So, so I, I, I think well, it sounds a bit negative, think about it as as just overcoming human behavior. That's what, that's our goal today.
1: Got it. So, pandemic or no pandemic, these are mistakes that people are making pre pandemic, post pandemic, most likely people will make them. And that, that sounds pretty reasonable. But I'm gonna ask you let's stay on the bright side if we can. That's right. yeah. <laughs> right? Let's give it a shot. So, what's the first mistake, Peter?
2: Well, this is I, I, I've I've talked about this in the past on podcasts. So, the biggest mistake I see is that that people listen to uh, prognosticators, mm. they they who tell a really good story that sounds so logical that of course it's just going to play out exactly as the prognosticator has said it will. Mm-hmm. So you know, j- just just as an aside, you know, we're all humans and, and we are our connection machines, you know, this is about human behavior. And one thing we're very successful at doing is recognizing patterns. And you've probably heard the phrase, correlation does not imply causation. Hmm. So what, what that really means, just because two trends seem to be happening in tandem, or at the same time, just doesn't prove that they're they're meaningfully related to one another, that, that, that there's a cause and effect of, of things happening.
1: Gotcha. That, that sounds kind of like the foundation of a conspiracy theory.
2: Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it really is <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. So this is just human behavior. It's not, it, it, you know, no, one's smarter or dumber mm-hmm. because of it. It's just, we, we make connections and let me, let me just give you some, some examples of that. So one of the things that, that is very clear to me is that it's really, really hard to predict the direction of, of, of things, whether it's interest rates, inflation, how deficit, deficits are gonna affect the, the markets, mm-hmm. how a winning political party will affect the economy or the markets. So, you know, we, should, we just shouldn't try to guess, you know, if and when taxes are going to go up or down. It's just too hard. It, 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 we're not right enough times. So you know, over the over the these recent months and years, we've just we've, the consensus has just been wrong on most of these fronts. So just around interest rates. Interest rates. We've been talking about interest rates going up since two thousand and nine, two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. They can't get any lower. They're gonna be going up. And, and over the last 18 months, interest rates have fluctuated pretty pretty dramatically, although, although as a percent they've, they've increased um, a lot, but as far as the interest rates are still very, very low. You know, w- when COVID pushed us into a recession back in February and March and April of last year, interest rates went down even further than they were. And since then, they've really bounced back up to where we were about fifteen, sixteen months ago, hmm. so we can guess, but we just don't really know the direction of interest rates. Yeah, and uh, my feeling is, if you don't know, you you best not to predict. Mm-hmm. Another another thing that people have been predicting is inflation, and uh, you know we just haven't seen a lot of inflation for, for well over a decade. So you know interest rates have picked up recently, but but we don't know if that's going to translate into sustained inflation or not. And that's really the issue is sustained inflation at a higher level. Another example are, are, you know, deficits, you know, the Trump tax cuts, one argument goes is that they dramatically increased the deficits and spent because spending didn't go down. And and so you, but that, that fiscal stimulation which we saw then that tax cuts are stimulating the economy mm-hmm. the relief that we've seen in the recent past over the last uh 12 months has led to additional stimulation so even though we've seen uh, really significant increases in deficits the economy continues to recover and interest rates are relatively speaking still really low so we just we just can't you know, we can't do anything with that information. It's neither bad, good nor bad. that deficits have increased recently. Mm -hmm. Another another just example is, you know, we've had Democrats and and Republicans in charge during severe recessions and stock market corrections. And we've had recoveries in both, you know, no matter who's in charge, (laughs) who's Mm -hmm. our leadership. So again, predictions, don't really tell us what's really going to happen and and now we're talking about tax rate increases some of our clients are concerned that 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 we're going to see tax rate increases and that could very well be the democrats want to increase taxes on the very wealthy and the republicans are saying no way and but we have no idea how that's going to play out There's too many options available we we just can't predict when and how that's going to actually play out so my feeling is listen to the news, listen to these people, pre- people that are predicting what's going to happen, but don't make dramatic changes based on what might take place.
1: Yeah. I mean, and you said it on this podcast before, you know, trying to predict the future just doesn't work, but we do want to plan. We do want to have some sort of control, right? We want to, we want to do something, right? We don't, we don't want to just sit back and do nothing. So what are we supposed to do?
2: Let's focus on the things that that we can control mm. and and not focus on the markets or the economy. So in, instead of worrying about the direction of interest rates or taxes, think think about long term objectives. What do you want from your investments? Do you want it to 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 grow? Is that the is that the most important? issue? Or do you need current income? Are you concerned about stability? A- and then when do you want these things? Do you mm-hmm. want growth now? Do you want income later? Are you, you, you're looking for stability now, you're looking for stability later. So you know, if you're investing in stocks and bonds, remember, you're buying assets that are going to fluctuate in value every day. And sometimes the fluctuations can be dramatic. So if you are buying stocks and bonds, and, and, and most of our clients are frankly, just accept that as a reality that they're going to move, there's gonna be movement to the value of those, those assets daily, and focus on the reality that really what you're doing is you're buying companies that produce goods and services. And despite interest rates, despite inflation, tax changes, regulations, politics, deficits, recessions, you know, consumers are going to purchase those products and services, and the companies are likely going to have earnings and profits. So over time, the economy is likely to grow. And, and, and so will many of the companies that you invest in, not all, mm-hmm. but many. And so that's the key is just think about what you're actually doing. And these things that the noise that's happening on a daily or weekly or or monthly basis, don't necessarily affect the 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 true intrinsic value of that asset. Mm -hmm. it may have it may have fluctuation in value but but you know apple apple is still selling iphones Mm -hmm. they've been selling iphones throughout this this uh, this whole this whole 15 months that we've been through and and so have lots of other companies been
1: selling their products yeah yeah well my my family got new iphones during the pandemic I mean, that yeah, was one exactly. thing we, we, I mean, it was just, our phones were old and we've been with Apple for quite a while. And, and so we ended up doing that. I mean, that's just, it, there are things that you need in your life to operate your business, to operate just your life in general. And those are things that are, they're not going to go away. Toilet paper being one, right. And everybody's going to need either toilet paper or bidet. So those companies yep. are still going to make money through a pandemic, after a pandemic, pre pandemic, all that stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are other mistakes that you've seen. What are some other mistakes?
2: Yeah. So mistake number two is probably the biggest, uh, let me back up. So let's edit that. Sure. Edit. Probably the biggest mistake I've seen is when investors decide they want less or more risk in their portfolio Hmm. due to the way they feel about the economy or our, our politics Mm -hmm. or, or about the world in general, they're just feeling angst and that's not unreasonable, that's normal and natural during times that are difficult. But but making investment decisions based on how you feel of what you're reading is really not really positive. It, it doesn't help you.
1: Isn't that um, like timing the market, Peter? Exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, it, it, to me it is. So uh-huh. we had lots of conversations with clients last March and April and May. And, and And people were scared and frustrated mm-hmm. and, and concerned on, on on so many levels. and And many people were suffering. So it's not to discount that. And they felt like they needed to do something. They needed to take action. and, and they 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 really were anxious and wanted to do something to preserve their capital. and when when clients are coming to us with those kinds of questions, i I, I, I do my best to talk about how they're feeling. Why they're feeling that way, and and but then to talk to turn the conversation to their 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 true objectives. So w- what's changed about your objectives? Have have your has your income? Have your expenses changed? If the answer is yes, well well maybe we need to make changes due to to the to re, to the reality of that situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But if no, if the answer is no, then then making a change it, it feels like you're taking action, but may not necessarily help so reducing risk was a common refrain last april, march and april and may of last year and a lot of clients wanted to reduce their their exposure to stocks and move into cash or bonds mm-hmm.
0: and, and,
2: and and by doing that this was after the market had corrected by about a third the stock market went down by over 30 30 percent in 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 february and march and April of last year, quickly rebounded. So if, if people made those changes in March and April and May, before the rebound, they were basically yeah. selling low, mm. moving into bonds, which, because we were then into a recession, interest rates came down and basically you're buying, you're, you're, you're selling stocks low and you're buying bonds high. Yeah. And now, you know, six to 12 months later, we're having similar conversations that clients want to move into more risky assets. They want to sell their bonds and buy more stocks.
1: Hmm.
2: Now, stocks are now higher. (laughs) (laughs) Bonds are actually lower because interest rates have scooted up a bit. Yeah. there there's an inverse relationship between interest rates and, and 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 bond values when bond values when interest rates go up go go up bond values go down when interest rates go down bond values tend to go up so it basically people are, have done this the wrong thing completely the wrong thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but by, by by moving that way
1: yeah well and- it sounds like again, you, you started off this podcast saying this is kind of a reoccurring theme. These these mistakes are made, whether it's pandemic or not pandemic. And and you said it before. You focus on the plan. You guys work so hard putting a plan together, which is a long term plan. You should be focused on that and not the emotion in the moment.
2: That's what we. Sh- we that's what we're, we try to tell our clients all the time. Yeah, and uh, hopefully our listeners will will keep that in mind when we. W- when we experience the, the next volatile moment in 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 the stock market the bond market the political the uh, the commi- co- political experience we're 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 in mm-hmm. whatever it is think about the long term yeah you know a- another mistake i've seen is is holding on to specific assets or funds because it's done really well mhm <laughs> Not because it's it's appropriate appropriate to hold, but just because it's it's had such a run up, or not selling a fund because it's done poorly and they want it to rebound.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm sorry. Right when you said that, I just pictured somebody holding on to an anchor as they're in a, uh, you know, a quicksand. Right. It was like, but this right. anchor's valuable. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't care if the anchor's made of gold. If it's weighing you down, pulling you under. I I don't know that just that flashed in my mind that's uh it's it's a it's a hard spot to be in when you think something's gonna come back and it just it's not gonna maybe
2: well you know it it just just because um a stock or a fund continues to go up in value doesn't mean it won't continue to go up nor does it mean that it it won't go down Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah and just because a stock is going down in value doesn't mean that it's not going to go up eventually, but it doesn't mean that it won't continue to go down in value. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's just the way it is. So, so the the mistake here is that clients hold on to something, they they they, they ride it up and up and up, and, and, and guess what? Bec- it, it eventually will come down.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, for the last ten years or so, even longer. Large company growth stocks, especially those in the the technology sector have given investors incredible returns. You you may have heard of the Fang stocks, Mm. such as Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, which is now called Alphabet. But these stocks have just done incredibly well. And frankly, if you didn't hold those, those stocks or, or, or stocks like them over the last 10 years your returns might have been not quite as good. They've been fabulous stocks to own. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I'm not recommending that investors sell these stocks. What I'm recommending is periodically rebalancing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Because as these stocks increase in value, they just become too large in allocation in a portfolio. And so remember, what I said before, we, we all want to buy we want to buy low and sell high. And if you reduce your 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 holding as the stock continue to, to, to do very well, then you're basically selling high and higher and reallocating into other stocks or bonds, where they may not have gone up gone up quite as much at that point in time, but they will also have their day.
1: Mm hmm.
2: So it's really important to be thinking about managing that risk. And and, and the stock market, you know, has a history of, of tons of stories where there we have a fabulous company with with a unique technology or business model that that does well for a long period of time and then doesn't. I, I think of Kodak as just that great example. You know, Kodak uh, 60s and 70s was an incredible company selling film
0: mm-hmm.
2: well we don't we don't use film anymore at least the consumer doesn't yeah and so that that technology is out <laughs> that <Yeah>. company <laughs> doesn't really exist and you know another great great example is general general electric which was just one of those fantastic stocks for for for, for decades and and now it isn't it mm. doesn't mean it's not still a good company it just has done very poorly in recent years. Yeah. So again, back to that focus: focus on your objectives, whether it's growth or income, and manage the risk of the security. Rebalance as, as time goes on, and you and you'll you'll have you'll have uh, good good success managing it,
1: managing it that way. Hmm. The problem with many investors have with their stocks or funds, the, the run up in value is that at some point they mean. Need to realize capital gains. You've talked about that before, and, and I don't understand it exactly. Still, I mean, I'm I'm learning from you. People don't want to pay taxes, so they hold on to it because they don't want to have to pay the capital gains, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> this is this is an, another big mistake. You know, you've heard me say this before, Eric, and I and I can't say it enough. Don't let the tax tail wag the dog, mm-hmm. A- and and that's especially true when we've we've got highly appreciated assets like the Fang stocks or like real estate or anything that's appreciated in value that's that's done super well we we just we 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 don't want to hold on to that asset for the sake of holding on and and not wanting to pay tax Mm -hmm. and just here here are some considerations you know publicly traded stocks they're they're not a family heirloom or a collectible And, and so you know don't treat it that way yeah, keep your emotion out of it. Focus on the reason for owning the stock and always revisit that reason. What's the risk? And what's the potential reward of owning that stock or mutual fund? It, you know, e- either, either way, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. What, what's the risk and the potential reward? By deferring the sale, you're, you're basically deferring the tax that you'll owe you know, you, when you own an appreciated asset, there's a lien on that security or that, that asset. And that's the tax that, that you eventually will owe. And the capital gain tax is going to be paid at some point in the future. It, 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 and it, it, if it's a capital gain, if it's a long term capital gain, that that, that tax rate is, is right now it's at 15 and 20 percent federal. Mm. Th- there might be additional Medicare tax or a state tax. Uh, and, and and capital gains taxes could go up in the future, but we don't really know. Think about this: that the, the the tax that would be due by by reducing the or selling some of that security could could be that that fifteen or twenty percent could be gone in a day mm. because of stock market volatility. Yeah. So it, it's just. While it is important, we don't wanna recognize gains, realize gains and, and then pay tax when we don't have to. It shouldn't be the driving force. Think again about what your goal is. And, and, and then approach it from a management perspective. How to manage those tax, tax costs over, over years. Spreading it out over a few years might help. Mm. Use losses and other securities to offset the gains. Donate. Donate the stock or the mutual fund to, to a charity or to a, a donor advised fund, or to a charitable trust that 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 where you can retain some income. Maybe gift gift your stock to a, a a grown up child that that might be in a in a very low tax bracket, and and you could even avoid all capital gains tax. So there, there's ways to to manage the tax hit, but always focus on the goal. That's the key.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. What is the next mistake, or I, I guess we could say, educational opportunity?
2: <laughs> yeah, this this won't won't really come as a surprise to our listeners. <laughs> but but the, the biggest mistake I see is not not revi- revisiting your plan on a regular basis. A- and w- what I've seen so many times is that we we tend to focus on the urgent, the stuff that's easy to take care of, the the more pleasurable things and we procrastinate about doing those really important things that are just often harder and time consuming. So when, when life is uneventful and going along as we as we expect, you know, this isn't a problem, you know, not not revisiting the plan. But but that's not the real world, is it?
1: <laughs> not at all.
2: <laughs> yeah. We we just know something's going to come up. Yeah. And you know, so last year was just a perfect example of an of total an unexpected situation mm-hmm. and 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 frankly most of our clients were were really unscathed by 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 covid financially they they most of them just were in a in a in a lucky situation where they weren't they weren't affected financially but mm-hmm. we did have some clients who who retired unexpectedly we did have clients that had unexpected expenses and frankly, markets were really scary for, for a whole bunch of months. Yeah. So, so those clients that, that kept up with their planning, found the decision-making around these issues, just so much easier and less time-consuming. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was because, because we had revisited it recently yeah. and, and they, they, they knew that they were going to be okay. And so they, there was less angst a- and they worked through the market volatility, I think with less anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, they, they weren't rushed to update, you know, their estate plans. Uh, they, they, they just felt ready for, for this crisis. And, and frankly, they'll be ready for the next crisis. Cause we know it will take place. Yeah. So, so there, there's really a great sense of relief to revise and revisit and do the detailed planning work that needs to happen. Uh, at least annually, Th- that's just my feeling. Uh, so I, I, really do think that it, 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 it's, it helps people sleep at night and helps you get through tough times when, when, when the unexpected happens and it always does.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I've worked with a lot of financial advisors through the years in different capacities, and you know, the ones that are working regularly with their clients. Right. Because when something comes up, like when 08 and 09 hit and there was, you know, just a lot of unrest, the the people that really felt the most nervous were the ones that were having to call their advisor who they hadn't spoken to in a few years to see what was going on. The people that are working with someone like you, Peter, that you know, you believe in regular holistic planning, they know they talk to you on a regular basis. They know that you're accessible, they know that you you got your finger on the pulse of things. Even when something comes up that nobody could plan for, like a pandemic. It goes back to that plan, that regular holistic planning. And I think you said it best just a moment ago, it really allows everybody to sleep better at night.
2: Yeah, I, I really do believe that. You know, if, if, if you go to our to the, the raskinplanning.com homepage, our website, I, I say it really clearly. You know, I I talk about this, that, that wealth is a journey. Be prepared. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we help the business owner and the families plan for wealth's journey with Clarity, diligence, and confidence, and 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 that's that's really what we want to do. And so I, I'm hopeful that this discussion around these these five mistakes that 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 we've seen, we've seen recently, most in the last 12, 15 months, and we've seen for decades. Mm-hmm. I, and I hope that this helps listeners avoid some of the problems that that we just will face going forward, because there's going to be another crisis. We don't know what it looks like, but we know it's there. And right. uh, so, yeah, so I I think the planning really does help people sleep better.
1: Yeah. Whether it's Godzilla or alien invasion, we we don't know what's coming next, but... <laughs> Right. We know that the plan will be there, right? So anyway. <laughs> Peter, well, that's the
2: that, that's the opti- that's the optimistic part of you you and I. That's right. You know. That's
1: exactly it. Well, I appreciate this time. And and like I said, I, I have been blessed by being on this journey with you for the past couple of years with this podcast. I've learned a ton and I continue to hear the same thing from you in a in a slight theme, which is it's the plan. It's the planning. Let's let's plan for the future, not plan for this next month, let's not plan for this next six months or reflect on the last six months let's look at what you really want to accomplish and i love that i love that message and I, I think that that's something that all of us need a little bit of help with and so again peter i'm just going to ask you one more time what, what's the contact information if they want to get a hold of you whether it's through the website email whatever to have this conversation because i know there are listeners right now that aren't working with an advisor or they're working with a advisor that i spoke about earlier that they haven't spoken to in a few years they probably need to revisit a plan how can they get a hold of you they want to just have that conversation
2: yeah so i i think i my my recommendation is to go to the, to the website raskinplanning.com yeah. okay. and uh, reach out to us through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, Peter, thank you so much for your time today. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you, the listener. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors, securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor, insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.